1: All right, welcome back. I'm Ethan Millard. I'm filling in for Boyd today, and if you know anything about the news, which obviously you do, because you listen to KSL, so you are, I would say, among the one percent in terms of information. Right? You have information. You you absorb good information, and uh, so you know what's happening in Afghanistan after below these many years. We're pulling the plug. We're bailing on it. That was something that President Trump wanted to do. And it is something that President Biden is doing. And uh, we had a chance to chat a little bit with Miles Hansen. And Miles Hansen is the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. And he has some experience in that region. He's done work and things like that in that region. And and, uh, he had a few interesting insights. And I want to hear from you, too. I want to get a few of your insights. Are you as... What's the word I'm looking for? Are you as unsettled as I am about this? Because I I really am. Do I want to see this thing wrapped up? Sure. Right. Who wants an endless war? But I'm just really not feeling it. And I'm not feeling like this is a, a major cause for celebration. Um, but this is what uh, uh, Miles Hansen had to say about uh, the Biden administration plan here.
0: Right. All these countries don't want to see the Taliban take over Afghanistan. And the concern that I have is the Biden administration seems so focused on getting out that they aren't investing the time and energy to shore up support in the region for the Afghan government and to continue to focus on all the tools that we have in our toolkit to try to support the Afghan government and prevent the Taliban from taking over the country. Even as we pull out our combat troops, you know, that, that type of strategic uh, effort doesn't seem to be happening as much as it could or should. Uh, which I think is, is, is not good for our partners in Afghanistan and creates more of an opening for the Taliban to, to, to walk through to expand their area of influence in the country and ultimately to, to threaten taking over the country.
1: Well, and they, they will. I, I think a lot of people, most people, would just expect the Taliban to take over Afghanistan again, including Kabul. And at that point, we're, all we do is time warp back to 2001, don't we? Because we just, we just give it all back to them. And that's what, that's what I don't really like, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit disheartening to see how unprepared Afghanistan is after all these years to really run the show themselves. And uh, President Bush this week came out and talked a lot about this and kind of reminded, he, he was an interesting voice to hear from this week because he reminded us how we felt about this back then. And what we wanted to do back
0: then. But President Bush is also very critical about our rapid withdrawal and the vacuum that that creates the Taliban are able to fill. And that's where I think it's, it's so important for the Biden administration to work very closely with the countries around Afghanistan and to use these other uh, instruments of U.S. power that we've discussed to help that vacuum, and make sure that we continue to support our Afghan partners that are are going to be there in the Afghan government and Afghan security forces to push back against the Taliban. That would be in the best interest of the United States and also the best interest of the Afghan people. And unfortunately, you you read reports about, you know, the United States left Bagram Air Base, one of of our largest air bases anywhere in the world outside the United States, in the dead of night. And the Afghan uh, partners in the area didn't even know that we were leaving that particular night. And so that's that is not the type of robust engagement that should go with a withdrawal and ending of the combat uh, role for the United States and Afghanistan. And that's what I think President Bush is concerned about. And it's, it's concerned that I share.
1: Well, and he mentioned the partners around Afghanistan. Or not the partners. That's the wrong word. He didn't say partners. He said the other countries around Afghanistan. And so let's review them. Right. What are they? I've got the map right here in front of me. Iran. Pakistan. China. Those are the partners along that southern edge and the eastern edge. Then across the top, you've got Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and Turkmenistan. But Iran, Pakistan, and China. I mean, this is, these are heavy hitters in terms of risk when it comes to not just the situation in the Middle East, but uh, or in this area, part of Asia, but uh, around the entire world. And... A power vac- we know what happens with them when there's a power vacuum in, in Afghanistan. I, I feel like these countries are well served by the chaos in Afghanistan. I, I feel like that's something that that in the long run they benefit from. That's why we saw it so chaotic before. That's why these crazy groups were allowed to come up. And And secondarily, though, we got to think about what happens to the people of Afghanistan. I mean, there's now a generation of young women who went to school. Thanks to us. You know, they went to school because there was an American and we weren't the only ones. There's also a heavy presence out of Europe. But they went to school. They're educated. They are now educated young women because of American soldiers. American soldiers created that safe space. And now now they're going to have to stop going to school. Now those, those young women who worked so hard... To have a career, to have an education, now they have to walk back. And it's it's so sad. And that's um, that's probably that is probably the primary reason why I don't I feel so unsettled about this. And, and I don't mean to sound naive. And I know that I know that there are questions of global policy and diplomacy and balance of power and and all of these other questions at play. And I know it's not just about these young women. But it kind of is about these young women, isn't it? What good are these balance of power decisions? What good are these economic and political moves if they're not delivering an improved cost or an improved life to someone? And that was our goal in Afghanistan. And that's the, that's always been the goal of the United States. That's a role we've played. We've gone into Europe and said, here's a better way. I saw that personally in Romania. Romania struggled so much with corruption and terrible things. And the United States stepped in and we said, hey, you know what? We can help you. But here's what we need. We need an independent judiciary. Here's what we need. We need this to happen here. And we helped them organize their country in a way that they are manifestly living better today. And that is thanks to the United States. And I don't like the way that we've kind of walked this back. And, and I I wish we would continue to play that role. And I know that it's expensive. I know that it's costly in terms of money. And I know that it's costly in terms of lives. And I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I didn't serve. Others did. And I have some close friends who did. And so I, I don't want to get you the wrong idea that I want to play fast and loose with the lives of soldiers. But I think we should keep playing this role because you know what? When we pull back whether it be Afghanistan or whether it be a country in Africa or a country in East Europe, when we pull back and we say, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to help you guys anymore. You know who steps in China and China says, Hey, we'll help you fund that road project. And Russia, Russia steps in and says, Hey, we'll help provide security for this nuclear plant. But you know what they bring? They bring corruption. They ruin countries. They make countries worse. And I'm sorry we couldn't work things out for Afghanistan, but boy, I regret that we have to leave and I honestly am not convinced that we really should. Anyway, we gotta grab news traffic and weather. That was my little soapbox for today. I was gonna play a couple more clips, but I gotta go to Maria. I can see her right through the window. She's standing by. She's ready to do the news, she's watching me, ready to go. So when we come back we got more on Boyd Show.